1: We're number two of extra point right here on kdos am 1060 as always you can follow along with us online at kdos 1060.com and with the kdos 1060 app powered by superbook sports we'll turn our attention around 11:15 to the kdos hotline john cannon a former valley talk show host set to talk the the warriors as they look to stave off elimination tonight at home against the Lakers, so we'll do that around 11:15. But let's reset the scene with today's poll questions, and we'll start with the KDOS1060.com poll question. The Suns did lose to the Nuggets last night. They'll be in a must-win situation for Game 6 tomorrow. But for now, is it fair to say Kevin Durant's level of play has been subpar the first five games versus the Nuggets? The masses are growing on the yes side of things at 71% of the vote, no trailing at 29%.
2: Yeah, I think it's a legitimate question. I, I actually considered bringing this up earlier in the week, but uh, you know, last night, uh, 10 out of 24, five more turnovers, and uh, he's uh, had some turnover issues. And uh, once again, to repeat from earlier, and I apologize, I don't have the exact numbers here, but NBA TV you know, showed last night the numbers when Aaron Gordon is defending uh, Durant in this series, and he wasn't able to defend Durant. You know, in, in the games here as much because of foul problems but you know Durant's had a rough time against Aaron Gordon when he's been the primary defender
1: we'll answer that question around eleven thirty today still time for you to cast your vote over at kdos 1060.com flipping it over to twitter at kdosam 1060 who do you have ats tonight the Lakers plus seven or the Warriors minus seven and we're still in a 50 50 split here between Lakers and the Warriors
2: I kind of get that, um you know the uh, warriors uh you know the you know, defending champions and you know for you know the best team in basketball best franchise in basketball for you know, almost a decade now, uh you know staving off elimination and things like that, so you know look, they were obviously favored to win the series before it began uh so i I can understand uh the, uh, the uh, side of the, the Warriors side here, and as far as the Lakers, they just look like they're the better team through the first four games of the series. Hence, they have a 3-1 lead.
1: We'll answer that question as well around 11:30. Let's take a pause from the hoops conversation and toss it on over to the Diamond, where the Arizona Diamondbacks lost to the Marlins yesterday, six to two. Brandon fought five innings, pitched seven hits, six runs, two walks, three strikeouts, and two home runs. The Diamondbacks did have 11 hits, but could only get two runs home.
2: Yeah, I don't know how long this Brandon fought thing can last. Um, he got clobbered again, and yeah, we've heard uh, for years that uh, a lot of the Diamondbacks minor league pitchers have had problems because they play in the PCL, uh, and uh, even before they played in the PCL and uh, the lower minor leagues, they play in a lot of pitchers' ballparks, and you know, Fott certainly given up a lot of home runs uh, before he got here last week, and he allowed four home runs last week to the Rangers. The Rangers are really good, though. I mean, they're second in baseball in runs scored, behind only Tampa Bay, uh, to enter this week. And so, wasn't all that alarmed about that. Uh, but they, you know, he really had no problem, uh, no no chance, excuse me. Uh, the Marlins had no problems against him last night. The Marlins are like you could pick your favorite or least favorite category. The Marlins in the National League, pretty much the worst offense there is. Uh, Like I said, pick your category, and they're like dead last in almost all of them. Uh, Last night it was uh, six runs on seven hits and two walks, just three strikeouts, Uh, two massive home runs by Soler. So he's now given up – fought, given up six home runs and two starts. And uh, so it's just – it's not working out, Uh, at least right now. I mean, he's (laughs) – it's not like you – I don't know who else they would you know, turn to, quite frankly. Um, you know, he was the, he's the guy that they've been waiting for. And, you know, I know a lot of uh, you know, Diamondbacks observers and fantasy baseball people uh, were upset that he didn't even start the season on their roster. But you know, it's, uh, it's been home run derby so far and uh, a lot of loud outs, in fact. You know, a lot of the guys has actually gotten out have been line drives that have been caught. Uh, so it's a high-velo exit velocity, whatever the you know, whatever term you want to use. He's been hit hard in two starts.
1: Uh, so the attention turns to an afternoon game, uh, 1240 p.m. Valley Sports, Arizona, with uh, the Diamondbacks sending Merrill Kelly to the mound, who's 3-3, and 2.75 ERA, 40 strikeouts. He's had uh, two really good starts in a row. And the Marlins are sending Edward uh, Cabrera, who's 2-3, and 4.78 ERA, 44 strikeouts on the season.
2: Yeah, Cabrera, you mentioned the strikeouts. I mean, when he's on, he's on. Um, but he has command and control issues and he's not always on obviously illustrated by those numbers you just mentioned. And uh, the Diamondbacks I think are at the point now and that they're pitching staff, not just the starters, but their staff itself. Uh, when, you know, basically it's uh, Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly. It's almost a must win situation for them. They have a losing record when in the games that Gallon hasn't started this year. And, Yeah, the Kelly, Kelly, as you mentioned, he's cut down the walks the last two starts. That's been the big thing. Yeah, heading into that Colorado game two starts ago, he was in the top five in baseball in most walks uh, issued from a starting pitcher.
1: Then you have the Dodgers beating the Brewers yesterday 6-2. Uh, Noah Syndergaard, though, only made it through one inning with a cut on his hand, but it is a win for the Dodgers. And Clayton Kershaw is getting the start today. Game is already underway. Uh, I guess monitoring how Clayton Kershaw was going to bounce back after his previous start. Uh, two and, thir- and one-third inning so far, two hits, Three strikeouts, no runs, as it is 0-0 right now in the bottom of the third. And the pitcher for the Brewers is Wade Miley, who's gone through three innings. uh, Clean bill, three strikeouts.
2: Yeah, I didn't really care about what happened to Kershaw on Friday night. He gave up five walks, uh, very un-Kershaw-like. And he also, on a good day, has problems getting Fernando Tatis Jr. out. And he gave up a couple home runs to him. Uh, But uh, Kershaw really sharp so far. In fact, I'm watching this game when given the opportunity between, uh, you know, when we're at a break or, you know, kind of looking up when we have a, I have a moment. Uh, So uh, he's throwing strikes today. No question. Uh, He looks like he's fine. And I think Friday night was a blip on the radar. Uh, Every time he has a bad start, people wonder if his back's okay. But uh, I don't think that he did look like his back is an issue today.
1: Astros beat angels three to one yesterday. And it was the pitching duel. Shohei Otani went seven innings, six hits, three runs, two walks, seven strikeouts, one home run. But the pitcher that, uh, got the best of the day was Frambert Valdez, eight innings pitched, three hits, one run and 12 strikeouts.
2: Yeah. Valdez is just usually a ground ball machine. 12 strikeouts for him is a lot. Uh, but the, uh, the angels are a lot of swing and miss. Uh, and, uh, Otani's had some uh, interesting starts this year. Uh, interesting in a way that you know there's been a couple of games where he's been hit pretty hard, and uh, you know those numbers don't sound like he got he didn't get clobbered last night, but he could have you know, he could have given up even more runs than he did last night. And the fact that you know, Maldonado, who's basically in the lineup to be a defensive catcher. He uh, seldom really contributes offensively, and he used, to play for, he used to play for the Angels, so I'm sure this was kind of fun for him, among other things. Uh, but Maldonado actually hit the big home run last night against Otani.
1: Uh, then you have the matchup here for the Astros. They're sitting at 18 and 18 on the season. The Angels are 20 and 17 and they The Astros are sending Christian Javier to the mound today. 2 and 1, 3.54 ERA, 43 strikeouts. Griffin Canning, he's 2 and 0, 5.31 ERA, 18 strikeouts.
2: Canning has been very interesting when he's been healthy in his career. Rarely unfortunately has he been healthy in his career and yeah he started this season on the injured list and he's missed a ton of time uh, but i he, he's he, he's intriguing i mean uh, if, you, if people are in fantasy leagues or just baseball observers you know you're certainly aware of his uh, effectiveness when he's been able to throw and uh, being able to stay upright uh but that's way uh, been way too frequently over the years I'm sorry, but I just you – know, unless there is a massive change, I'm just never going to believe in the Angels uh, with their current construction. And I know they've added you know, some complementary players that appear to make them a better team this year. They're really bad on defense so far this season, which is a little surprising that they've declined this much. But uh, I just can't believe in the Angels uh, you know, long term or any term uh, at this point. We'll see how this goes. The Astros, you know, their pitching situation is not good, Uh, but they're getting healthier. Uh, I don't know what's up with McCullers. I I think that uh, we expected him to be back by now. Uh, He ended last season injured and wasn't able to start this year. As far as, uh, you know, their position players, Altuve has started a minor league rehab assignment. He's expected back by certainly the end of the month, I would think, way before the end of the month. And also Michael Brantley, uh, who is yet to play this season, is uh, going to be back here very soon, maybe by the end of this week. Uh, so that's you know two guys at the top of their lineup, and Alex Bregman has not been good at all offensively so far. So I would expect that to change. Jose Abreu, uh, who showed almost no power at the end of last season when he was still at the White Sox, uh, he showed really – I don't think he has a home run so far this season, and he has very few extra base hits. Uh, so I don't know if that's uh, – you know, we had Matt Schneider on yesterday from CBSSports.com during the Sports Zone, and uh, I brought up Abreu, and he just you know, like you know said he's old, <laughs> and he is he is old, but. Uh, I mean, it's been a really sharp decline in less than a calendar year for Abreu.
1: Uh, then you have the Rays losing to the Orioles four to two yesterday. So that question: Are we believing in the Orioles? But also the fact that we've been through what this Rays roster has gone through injury-wise, and what their schedule is for the month of May. Uh, the Rays will be sending out Jalen Beck's today one and two six point seven five ERA, eleven strikeouts, and Dean Kramer for the Orioles three and one five point eight zero era and 28 strikeouts
2: well you mentioned the injuries Yeah, you know, Beeks is a he's a, an opener i mean he's not going to pitch more than an inning or two unless there's just an astounding low pitch count uh the plan is for him just to you know stay out there for an inning or two and that's it um so this kind of shows you where the uh, rays are pitching wise right now i'm going to have a really rough time believing in the orioles long term because their starting rotation is just not good
1: And finally, the last uh, game that I wanted to bring up here, the Mets have lost three in a row. Justin Verlander on the mound today, uh, taking on Hunter Green with the Reds. So is this where the Mets get off the snide and get a victory?
2: I'm pretty much done with the Mets. I mean, I know we're sitting here on May 10th or whatever it is, May 10th. Um, I just think that they're not good. Uh, you know, obviously, Scherzer was scratched yesterday with the neck uh, spasms and so forth. He hasn't been healthy or good uh, so far this season. Maybe there's a you know, correlation between those two. I assume there is to some extent. Uh, but I just don't think, the Met, I don't think the Mets are very good. And at this rate, the Braves, even though they lost Max Fried to likely an extended period of time uh, to the injured list yesterday, the Braves, are you know, they've gone through all these injuries. They haven't been healthy for you know, any stretch of this season at all. Pitching staff or position players, and you know, I think that they're actually, I know the Rays have the best record. I think the Braves are the best team in baseball right now.
1: We'll get back to NBA playoff conversation. Warriors talk. John Cannon, a former Valley talk show host, coming up on the other side of the break to chat Warriors with us. It is the extra point right here on KDOS AM 1060 online at kdos1060.com. And with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports, it's a Wednesday. It's May 10th. John Cannon next.
0: B Nation Radio is now Sports Map Radio, keeping sports content fresh and fun. Join us right here on K T U S AM 1060.
1: Welcome back to Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060. As always, follow along with us online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports, Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro, with you as we continue the NBA playoff conversation and we turn the attention to the Golden State Warriors as they're looking to fend off elimination at the hands of the Los Angeles Lakers. They're down 3-1. They play tonight, so we pop on out to the KDOS hotline. John 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 Cannon, former Valley talk show host, set to talk Golden State Warriors with us. Uh, John, it's Bob and Kayla. How are you doing today?
0: Well, I'm doing fine. Uh, You two. Happy to talk to you again.
1: Absolutely, looking forward to it here. Uh, As I mentioned, the Warriors do find themselves in an elimination game tonight against the Lakers. Steve Kerr has made adjustments to the starting lineups. Kevon Looney, we've seen Jamichael Green, we've seen Gary Payton II. But in the end, it's been Steph Curry needing to do a lot, and the Lakers putting a lot of defensive pressure on him. So is there anything matchup-wise that the Warriors can try to do to get Steph Curry free and get other guys involved?
0: Well, I think... um... What's interesting about this series and the other Western Conference series is they're coming down to the same thing, which is depth. Uh, The sons are in a situation where, in kind of a a weird gift of the Magi thing, um, where, just to to remind people what that was, the the couple, uh, this was a hundred year old story, where all they had, they were very poor, and all they had was the, 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 the man had a watch that he loved very much and the wife had beautiful hair. And when they were going to give gifts to each other for Christmas, the wife went out and sold her hair for the money to buy a chain for the watch. The husband sold his watch for combs and brushes for his wife's hair. This is essentially what the sons did when they got Kevin Durant. They traded the people that they needed to make the Kevin Durant thing work in order to get Kevin Durant and and they've been i think trying to push us stone uphill with their nose ever since and when devin booker is great they've been successful and when devin booker is good they haven't been because they don't have the depth pieces the warriors have always had the depth pieces strength in numbers starting in 2016 2015 that was their their mantra and they had it they had it even last year this year they've gotten so little out of their depth pieces in this playoff series um, the one game they won, uh, Jermichael Green hit some buckets. Other than that, they've gotten nothing. They got absolutely, actually, equally zero from Jordan Poole last game. I mean, he's been terrible a lot. I heard a guy on NBA radio say, w- where's the mistrust? Why do they not trust Jordan Poole? Like, what season have you been watching? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's been awful. But So that's the problem, is can they, at home, They'll role players play better at home, that's what they always say. Can they at home get enough out of these depth pieces? And I also think what's well, gonna help them tonight, I think the Lakers are gonna take the night off. That's kind of what they do when they don't really need to win a game. And if the Warriors can coast tonight and and get an easy one where Clay and Draymond and Steph don't have to play forty minutes, I think that might give them a chance to steal one in game six.
2: Yeah, you know, Looney had the health issues early in the series that actually you know, kind of forced Steve Kerr into playing Jermichael Green more. And, of course, Looney was a rebounding machine against the Kings. How much has Looney's situation hindered the Warriors in this series?
0: A lot. I mean, even before, I think it was game four, I saw him quoted as saying, you know, I, I'm okay, I can go, which doesn't sound like I'm fine. Um, and he has not played the same, Bob. You really have noticed a difference in his energy and ability. You know, his whole thing is anticipation, seeing where the ball is going, and and getting there before somewhere else because he's not going to out jump anybody for a rebound. But he has not been able to do that um, in this series. So hopefully he's better. I, I have found it very interesting. This is the only second-round series that did not have an extra game, extra day rather, an extra day off stuck in there somewhere. And I thought at the beginning that it might benefit the Warriors uh, because the Lakers have, you know, they've got older players, older stars who have trouble, you know, putting great efforts back to back. But I think that caused me to not look at the the problem the Warriors are going to have with the same thing. And the Warriors – have now played every other day since I think it was game three, maybe game four of the King series. And every game they've played has been high leverage since, really, I'd say since game one of the King series. And once they lost game, game one, they have been playing must-win games ever since. Every other day they've played one. And I think that's just wearing them down. And the weird thing, Bob, is that the, the Warriors always wore everybody else down. They acted having the guard, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, as they skittered around the court constantly, would, by the fourth quarter, take its toll, and players just wouldn't have it in them to go close out on that shot or to block out on that rebound. Well, now it's the Warriors who are running out of gas, and I thought that last couple of minutes of the fourth quarter um, really showed that in in this last game, that they were – not going to the hole because they didn't have the energy to go to the hole. They were settling for three-pointers because it was all they could do. And then, of course, the three-pointers were coming up way short because they were exhausted. So I think they're a team in trouble. And like I said, I think the only way out for them is to, is to have a really great push in the first quarter of this game, convince the, the Lakers there's no point to continuing um, and get them get them off their off their legs for most of the rest of the game.
1: John Cain, former. Let me
2: let, let me add one more thing. I'm so apologize, Kayla, but let me just, the scheduling in this series because is because the because the television people want this. If there's a game seven, they want this game on Sunday. That's why there's no time off.
0: Absolutely, and and the fact that they wanted the game one on Saturday, I think it was, and yeah. and so then they just had to fit everything else in in between. I completely agree. It's 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 because this is great. T V theater, but the Warriors had thirty six hours between the end of that Kings series and the start of the Lakers series. I mean, yeah, you're playing at home, but that doesn't that doesn't make up for a thirty six hour break between games. So they really been behind the eight ball ever since that started.
1: Well, that Saturday contest uh, certainly helped out the TV ratings as it was the highest watched game since like 1999 in the second round of the NBA playoffs. John Cannon, former Valley talk show host here on KDOS AM 1060 in the extra point. You talked about being tired, Uh, you know, Steph Curry, obviously the Lakers are throwing everything at him uh, to force him, uh, you know, to be a facilitator at times and to work really hard to get his offensive shot, but they're also making him work on the defensive end of the the ball here uh so you know what can the Warriors do to combat any of that
0: well I guess they they can they can try to work a little harder with the screen game to not allow the Lakers to isolate Steph I mean you just if, if you're defending and you're aggressive you go you're going over screens um or you look for an opportunity right after the screen for Steph to switch with someone who's close by um to have him not have to to work so hard on defense but it, it's hard and and the warriors are really doing the same thing with anthony davis and they did it with some success i mean there's no question the warriors could come out of game four saying we found something you know they held the lakers to 100 what, 104 points and considering how they would gotten blown out you know in that previous game that was that was a win for them and they should have won the game they had it in control and they just you know, lost track of it down the stretch. But at least they came out of that game knowing there's something we did that worked. I have to say this. The Warriors' success in these long series, and, Bob, we've talked about this for years, is that they figure it out. Sooner or later, they, they, they stumble on something in a series that is a difference maker, and then they stay with it. And they, so there have been a lot of series over the years where they're down 2-1, and they won in six. It's happened a lot. I'm really impressed with Darvin Ham and the Lakers staff and the adjustments that they've made game to game in this to, to continually put it back on the Warriors to make another adjustment. Okay, that adjustment you made was good. Well, we're going to adjust to that adjustment, and now you're going to have to make another one. And I don't know if this is going to be the series where they run out of adjustments and they just don't have an answer. And, and let, me, let me also say this. The Warriors – were throttled by the Lakers before the trade deadline. And the Lakers owned the Warriors this season when they were terrible. <laughs> they're a bad matchup with the Warriors because they're so long that the Warriors are going to have a really hard time with them. Then they got rid of Westbrook, which is anybody's best friend when they were playing the Lakers, was the fact that Westbrook was on the court. They got rid of him. They got some more long guys in there. And 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 that was the thing when the with the Lakers – beat the Grizzlies, nobody in Warrior land was like, oh great, it's the Lakers. Even though it was the seven seed instead of the two seed, and even though it was a trip to LA instead of Memphis, nobody in the Warriors world was happy to see that matchup.
2: Clay Thompson, his consistency has wavered. Uh, How much of that is just the injuries over the past few years? How much of it is maybe some age going on here and you got a guy that is really so good at moving without the basketball in his hands to really depend on a lot of his open looks.
0: Yeah, you know, when I was on with Kayla uh, a few weeks ago, we talked about ego and how the strength of the Warriors is that the core four people, which is Lakob, Myers, Kerr, and Curry, all manage their egos perfectly. They, they're Obviously, they could be egomaniacs because they're all really good at what they do. But they stay in their lane. They let other people do what they're what they're going to do. They respect others, and they really do a great job with that. I think Clay's ego is getting the best of him in in these circumstances, where he is not recognizing that he's taking bad shots. He can still make good shots, and and he did it um, in the game they won in this series. But when he rushes, when he forces. You know, when he tries to shoot himself out of a slump, you hear that term, he kills the Warriors. Those are live ball turnovers, basically. And they they create dunks on the other end. So if they can't get him to see that, just sit him down, look at the film, Clay, you're killing us, then that's going to be a big problem. And they've had the same problem with Jordan Poole. they've, They've not been able to get him to see that his... Driving to the basket with no plan just doesn't ever work. And falling down once you get there, which is his other big thing that he does to try to get a foul call and never does, that doesn't work either. So it's going to be interesting. And I wonder if we're going to see some Jonathan Kaminga, who by the way has been terrible when he's been out there. He's very physically gifted, but he misses a lot of defensive assignments and played pretty well during the season, a couple of different stretches. But I just don't know that Kerr has the buttons to push right now.
1: John Cannon, former Valley Talk Show host right here on KDOS AM 1060 in the Extra Point. Okay, so you say you don't know if Steve Kerr uh, has the buttons to push or what buttons to push here. So does that mean it comes from Draymond tonight? Uh, is he the answer?
0: Well, he's another guy that has not been consistent in this series. And part of it is a very tough matchup. For him, you know, guarding A.D., you know, tough. I mean, he gives up a lot of of height to him. Um, So there's no question they need a great game from Draymond. When he scores double-figure points, their record is they win 75% of their games. I mean, it really makes a huge difference if he's contributing on offense. But the other thing with him is turnovers. He and Steph Curry both throw the ball away. About four times a game for you know no reason they're just trying to make an impossible pass and and it doesn't work. There was one step through to clay. Clay wasn't looking, he was leading the, he was ahead on the fast break and he wasn't looking at Steph. I mean they're just making mistakes, and I really hate to say this. I think the age factor is in play here. I think these guys are exhausted. I think they are. When, when you're older, you don't recover as quickly. I, I don't know. I've played, um, I used to play a lot of tennis, and when I would play for a couple hours, i get to where I couldn't remember the score. And I just think mentally, when your body is in basically, not, not sh- panic mode, but it's doing everything it can to keep the blood pumping and keep the heart pumping, it's gonna take resources from your brain <laughs> in order to make that happen. And I think that they just do crazy things sometimes at the end of games, things they didn't do when they were, you know, ten years younger. It's really hard to do what they're trying to do. You watch any older golfer try to string four rounds together at the U.S. Open; it doesn't happen because it's really hard to do once you get to a certain age. And I think when you're playing every other night in the in the playoffs, high leverage games, I just I think it's really hard. And the, and the Lakers are good. And so we'll see what happens. And if they can squeeze this one out tonight, and especially if they can do it, and it with a big enough margin that they can get those guys some rest, then I'd give them a chance in game six. And wouldn't it be something if it came down to that? You know, they've won a road game in 26 straight playoff series. Mm. And that's what they'd have to do. If they win game five, then they got to go win game six in order to stay alive and keep that streak going. If they don't, then the streak ends. And you know, when this team finishes, especially if it's in this round, it could look very different next year than it does right now.
2: Last one for me, real fast. I mean, is their best chance tonight just try to get Davis in screen roll situations and try to wear him down at the defensive end?
0: Yeah, try to wear him down and maybe try to get some fouls on him. But it's hard because yep. who do you have that can really? You know, put that pressure on him, and you don't have anyone who can score over him. So, you're just trying to get him to maybe reach or, or make a mistake, or else get get down into the basket where you can you can draw coverage and then then pass to somebody for a layup or a dunk. I, mean, I think they had some some uh, success with Gary Payton on that. You know, another guy I'm really concerned about is Wiggins. You know, last year he really seemed to emerge in the playoffs as a different kind of player than he'd been his whole career. Does it look to you, Bob, like he's kind of that same guy that he was in Minnesota this this playoff series?
2: Yeah, I think that's a good analogy. I, I'll go along, I'll go along with that for sure. Yeah, I'm with you.
0: Passing up open trees, you know. I mean, he, he plays good defense, but he he's not the force that he was against the Celtics. And they wouldn't have won that series if it wasn't for him against the Celtics. And he's not rebounding like he did and and that's you know, that's force and energy. And I don't know if it's just, you know, he missed thirty games. And yeah, you could try to stay in shape and he came back and he played well when he first came back, but maybe he's kinda of hitting some kind of middle of the season doldrum right now, but he he doesn't look like the guy they need to, to win. They have no margin for error. I mean, they really have zero margin for error. And if they don't get top effort and production out of those five guys curry clay draymond wiggins and and looney because i'm not going to put pool in that group if they don't get perfect performance out of those five guys you know it, it could be a long night
1: john we always appreciate you taking time on the program with us and uh we'll see how the warriors come out tonight
0: yeah and 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 then see how the suns come out it's, it's all about depth i think for both those teams
1: absolutely appreciate the time we'll catch up soon thank you once again all right bye-bye once again he is john cannon their former valley talk show host yeah when he mentioned about andrew wiggins uh and just overall his production not being as great as it was last postseason my first thought was well he missed a lot of time there was a lot going on in his life in general so uh just maybe figuring out how to fit back in and figuring out you know just where he's at uh you know physically wise as well
2: yeah and uh, i'm sure he, he's got to be somewhat distracted with his, his father's medical situation and i'm not sure if that's gotten any better i've heard anything lately uh, but uh, i can certainly understand why there might be some divide between basketball and off the court
1: absolutely uh poll questions they're coming up next so if you haven't cashed your vote yet kdos 1060.com and on twitter at kdos am 1060 bob and i answer next it is the extra point
0: have you downloaded the KDOS 1060 app yet download today and get all of your favorite local and national shows right on your phone
1: to John Cannon, former Valley Talk Show host, for his time on the show. If you missed any of the Warriors conversation with John, you can always podcast over at KDOS1060.com or with the KDOS1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. It's Bob Kemp. It's Kayla Mortolaro with you on this Wednesday, May 10th. And we turn our attention here to the poll questions. And we'll start with the KDOS1060.com poll question. Uh, the Suns obviously lost to the Nuggets last night in Game 5, making Game 6 a must win for the Suns but when we look at Kevin Durant and his performance here in this series the question is it fair to say Kevin Durant's level of play has been subpar the first 5 games versus the Nuggets yes or no
2: I think that is fair to say I think it's also fair to say and wonder whether the fact that he's been inefficient in almost every game is the biggest reason the Suns are behind in this series Uh, If you take a look at game one of this series, he had the seven turnovers and one assist. He was really good in the first quarter of that game uh, with 15 points, uh, but he was basically not good after that, the rest of the game. Also, he had a, uh, I believe it was 12 for 31 shooting performance in one of the games here that they won. And really, with the exception of game four, the offensive efficiency uh, is not particularly high. I mean, he got to the free throw line in the games that they played here, which is a good thing. But I would uh, you know, I would assume that Durant, uh, I don't even know if you have to give him truth serum for this because he certainly has been critical of his own play after a couple of these games in this series. But if you do the truth serum, serum thing and ask him, do you think you've played you know, well or as well as you would expect in this series, I would assume he would say no.
1: Uh, Yeah. So I'm going to say that, yes, I think that it is fair to say that, you know, the expectations are, you know, him being just such a a pure shooter and the efficiency numbers just haven't been there in this series. And I think, you know, he's done a He did a great job when the game was here. Game three uh, in Phoenix of really not having his shot but he instead took it to the to the rim and got himself to the foul line so not only did that help uh, he's typically a pretty good foul shooter so he got himself kind of in a little bit of a rhythm there and was helping to accumulate some points there also putting Denver in some foul trouble so the combination of the two I think he did a really good job in that instance and then yesterday's game everything just seems so out of sorts so sporadic that in certain rotations as well it was just here Kevin Kevin, go, go out there and figure it out. And and I don't think he was ever really in a rhythm. And so I don't know that rhythm helped contribute to what we saw in addition to uh, maybe forcing a little bit too much and just in general, uh, maybe not as crisp as what we're accustomed to seeing from Kevin Durant. I also think at some point you pointed out as well, the turnovers, and that's been a little bit jarring and surprising too, uh, that these turnovers have certainly come at some pivotal moments as well, where. Trying to make a run to come back and and turn turn the ball over and take an offensive possession away from yourself. So uh, I'm he's obviously made some contributions as well and been very active, rebounds, uh, assists, and of course what he's able to do defensively, block shots, etc. Uh, but I think in general maybe what we envisioned when this whole thing got traded and how that, you know, the offense is going to be able to just outscore an opponent. Uh, It hasn't lived up to maybe what we thought it could be.
2: I agree with almost all of that. I beg to differ a little bit on the defensive end. I think he's had to do so much on offense that he's been uh, less effective at the defensive end. And just to uh, mention, and I've mentioned this a couple of times already this morning, but uh, you know, when Aaron Gordon's been on him, uh, Durant has not been nearly as effective. Uh, you know, the game that he was very efficient, uh, Gordon had massive foul problems in that game. Uh, so that's uh, maybe something to pay attention to the rest of the series when you're watching. Hopefully, two games at least. Uh, I guess I can't play any more than two games, right? <laughs> but uh, you know, tomorrow night or yeah, uh, you, know, you know, Sunday, uh, you know, that uh, would game be game seven of them. Depending on whether the Lakers and the Warriors are playing, I think that uh, either uh, – if the Lakers and the Warriors are playing, I think that's, it's almost a certainty that that's a Sunday night game.
1: Uh, the masses are on the yes side of things here at 67% of the vote, no sitting at 33%. This is KDOS1060.com's poll question. Flipping it on over to Twitter at KDOSAM1060, who do you have ATS tonight? Lakers plus seven, Warriors minus seven. Uh 7 seems like a lot, doesn't it? Uh at least for me. I mean I mean I know that this is a must-win situation. We did have a series or a game in this series already when the Warriors blew out the Lakers and sometimes the Lakers seem to just not come. They don't come to play and and whether or not Anthony Davis is going to have a good game, he was able to string together two in a row here. So obviously what they've been able to do defensively putting pressure on Steph and what they've been forcing Steph into on the on his defensive side of the ball as well has certainly put this situation and being in a series three, one as it is, but seven just seems like a lot of points here uh, for the warriors to go out and win a game. So I would say I would be on the Lakers plus seven side.
2: I would agree with you on that. Um, yeah, I just think that uh, the size difference, not just the length, but just the physical size of, of the Lakers so those two things have played a big role so far in this series John mentioned in the last segment that even when the Lakers were kind of a discombobulated mess that's my term they're not necessarily his but you get the, the gist of what he said if you missed it earlier you know they, this has not been a good matchup for the Lakers for the excuse me the Warriors this season at any point uh, so we'll see how that goes Um, in addition to all that, I just, uh, you know, I'm not sure how less, you know, I think the, the most success that the Warriors have had in this series, whether it be the game that they won in San Francisco or whether it be the other night when they were winning the game. And and I think that Stan Van Gundy really did a good job of pointing this out during the broadcast the other night is, you know, when they've gotten Anthony Davis in the screen role situations and. You know, made him go out and defend on, on the perimeter some. Uh, that's, when the, that's when the Warriors have been most effective, so I would uh, certainly pay attention to that tonight.
1: Uh, the masses here have busted out of the 50-50 tie. Lakers plus seven sitting at 57.1%. Warriors minus seven at 42.9% of the vote. This is on Twitter, at KDUSAM1060. We wrap up this wednesday may 10th edition of extra point on the other side of the break we'll see if we have some time for me to at least rattle off the uh i can't even call it a leak because the nfl sent it out themselves the international yeah. games uh across I don't know
2: how this works <laughs> you know kelsey's parents are leaking half the schedule of the nfl
1: yes i've seen that as well um so but what's interesting right is that they have an entire show on espn nfl network so two shows dedicated to this schedule release and yet everything is going to already be known before we get to the show tomorrow
2: and i even heard amazon's doing something about just their schedule
1: oh okay well all right we'll see if we can uh further figure out what's going on for the 2023 season in the nfl it's the extra point
0: at the Doug Gottlieb show Monday through Friday 1 to 3 p.m. right here on KDUS AM 1060.
1: segment of this wednesday may 10th edition of extra point here on kdos am 1060 online at kdos 1060.com and with the kdos 1060 app powered by superbook sports make sure you download the app today, register and take advantage of the listener rewards available to you but bob it's that time once again it is thank you time
2: As always, we thank you for listening. Special thanks to the callers, emailers, tweeters, texters, whomever, and whatever else sips through the cracks. Also our guest today around the NBA with Matt John of uh, Basketball News and also uh, Heavy.com. We went through all the uh, conference semifinal series with uh, Matt and then also Warriors discussion with uh, John Cannon, uh, former uh, Valley talk show host. Syndicated talk show host, Bay Area talk show host, lots of talk show hosts uh, with John. So, always good to talk to him. Back in the day, we worked together in Las Vegas, way back in the day. Saturday, courtesy of TNT, Bally Sports Arizona, and also KBME, the Astros flagship station in Houston. Special thanks, as always, to Kayla, Corey, and Aaron. And Kayla's going to tell us what's coming up next
1: up next from noon to one o'clock it is sports map radio network followed by the doug gottlieb show from one to three the rich eisen show from three to five the sports zoo with dave rooster beerstein from five to six and dugout shatter tonight is at seven o'clock with uh willie bloomquist you can hear it right here on KDOS am 1060 kdus 1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app all right so here are some of the international games for the nfl next season that were released this morning uh so you You do have October 1st, the Falcons and the Jaguars at Wembley Stadium, October 8th, the Jaguars versus the Bills. So they are going to be in uh, overseas two weeks in a row for the Jaguars at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Then October 15th, the Ravens versus the Titans in Tottenham, November 5th, the Dolphins versus the Chiefs Frankfurt Stadium and November 12th, the Colts versus the Patriots in Frankfurt we know as well New Year's Eve is going to be the Bengals at the Chiefs Christmas Day is going to be the Giants at the Eagles and then the first ever Black Friday game is going to be the Dolphins at the Jets on Amazon Prime first of all Bob can I convince you to go on a trip to Germany November <laughs> 12th for Colts versus Patriots no okay all right I tried Can't
2: really convince can't convince me to go on a trip anywhere at this point for anything
1: all right i tried uh but
2: (laughs) didn't try hard enough apparently but you know you know better than that i'm not gonna do that yeah i don't don't even know if i'd watch colts and patriots if they were playing in my yard outside (laughs) here so yeah
1: uh all right but new year's eve though Bengals and chiefs i mean this is becoming such a fun fun rivalry here that they're getting uh this new year's eve matchup it'll be interesting to see how this turns out
2: i'm actually surprised this isn't the opening night game uh the thursday night home game uh for the patriots or for the uh for the chiefs excuse me so I, was, I i kind of in fact i had this discussion with a friend last weekend and i guessed that that would be the matchup but wrong Uh, Instead, they're using another opportunity and a good one at that uh, to use that game instead.
1: You know, it seems like these games also are played at the back half of the year with tons of implications on the line. So maybe they're thinking that they won. I mean, New Year's Eve in that particular isolated day. But then also uh, is the one seed going to be on the line?
2: That's true. I get that, and there's no doubt about it. Division and games that uh, have become a big, much bigger deal in the, con- the, uh, the construction of the schedule, let's put it that way.
1: As always, we appreciate you listening right here on KDOS AM 1060. Everyone have yourselves a fantastic Wednesday. We'll do it again tomorrow right here on KDOS AM 1060, kdos1060.com, and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Talk to you then.